This episode and most episodes of A Beer With are recorded live in Diffuse Studios. If you're working on a track, you need to finish it off, you're in that last sort of effort, you need to either give it sort of a mix down, you need to see it in another space, or maybe you just want to reference some tracks in a different space as well. All you got to do is get in touch. It's Diffuse Studios, D-I-F-F-U-S-Z-E-D studios.com. Go to the contact form, get in touch. Um, it'll either be myself or Johnny you'll be speaking to, and we've got everything you could possibly need. We can record vocals for you. We can do any mix down or mastering work. You can use the space just to come in and write or collaborate with people um, or do mix downs um, and mastering yourself. Uh, if you just want a space to come and listen to some music in a really nicely treated room, get in touch, diffusestudios.com, uh, go to the website, hit us up on the contact form, and yeah, you'll be able to get onto us and we'll see if we can help you out with any of your audio needs. Guys, Dad's Beer Fridge, um, great sponsors of the podcast, love having them on board, and some of their new designs that I spoke about last week, like ScoMo, Shit Morrison, uh, and Danny Dorito are absolutely hilarious, on point. Um, I've actually hit them up, hopefully I'll be able to get a Danny Dorito one um, sent to me, hopefully they've got enough in stock, um, just got to check stock levels and stuff, so I'm really excited for that one to come, um, but make sure you check out it, check it out, it's dadsbeerfridge.com.au. Go there, um, there's heaps of beer puns, heaps of hilarious designs. You've probably seen them on the socials. Um, that's how I stumbled across them initially. Uh, and yeah, the quality on them is great. Um, love the feel of them. Uh, at this stage, I think it's mainly the black and the white designs. So if you want to keep it sort of that monotone sort of color, um, great, great sort of designs in there for you. Nice and basic, um, cool, funny um, puns and sort of slogans. They've got the beer ones. Um, like I always say, I've got the Dalai Lager and the George Schooner shirts um, and then they've got some more sort of comical ones uh, for more modern sort of things that are happening so make sure you go check them out dadsbeerfridge.com.au um, and make sure you check out all the designs and try and you know if there's something in there that catches your eye make sure you grab it all right uh, for this one we've got uh, Yanzo, I can always get a name mixed up, her DJ name because uh, her real name's Yanni um, so let's run this music and get this episode underway Hi guys, welcome back. This is another episode of A Beer With. I'm your host Jai, and today on the episode we have Yanzo. So Yanzo is quite a new DJ. Um, she started in the Your Shot comp, but quickly got a set at the Met um, and sort of has been playing there since. So it's interesting to get her take as someone who is, I suppose, newer in the scene and has sort of been given a great opportunity that she's now run with. Um, so yeah, I think it was a really good one uh, in this episode. You know, we talk about DJing and you know maybe getting into music production and and you know how she got to where she is um, and sort of yeah what she's learnt so far. Um, it's interesting. I remember there's one point in here where she says, "I feel like I've been doing this forever." Um, and for me to hear that, and for probably many listeners out there, that's pretty funny to listen to after I think it's six months to a year. But I love this conversation with Yanni. Um, absolutely awesome girl, uh, and I can't wait to see what she's got for the future for us. Alright, let's get this one underway. So as always, sit back, crack a beer if you have one, and enjoy the episode. This is A Beer with Yanzo. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Well, welcome back to Queensland. You've just been on on holidays down down south, was it? Where were you? Uh, in Melbourne. Yeah, so. yeah, Melbourne. That's where yeah. you're from? Yes, right? originally. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I've moved back and forth between yeah. Melbourne and Brisbane and uh, grew up there till I was 14 and yeah. then came back to Brizzy with family. Then as soon as I turned 18, like not even a week after I turned 18, I was having a bit of an angsty moment and I thought, you know what? Fuck Brisbane. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I was yeah. craving adventure and uh, I really missed the scene there. The yeah. whole music scene, fashion scene, culture, everything. Yeah. So... Yeah, young dumb me just pissed off and ran away for a it's bit. It's not dumb, everyone. But you need uh, to have that bit of a look. I think I was a bit more naive than I am now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so, um, what was when you like when you kicked off down to there? Was there any plan when you moved to Melbourne, or was it? It was just like, let's just get amongst it, kind of thing. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have like a plan, like I'm going to Melbourne to do music or I'm going to do this or that (laughs) no No. (laughs) yeah no I just uh really needed um I wouldn't say like an escape from my life here Mm. I just um felt like I needed something different I'm a pretty adventurous slightly impulsive person yeah and um yeah just went down there and didn't have a plan and just uh worked some jobs went clubbing a lot yeah like (laughs) <laughs> all of my influence in terms of like music and everything I do and everything I like all comes from that city where I yeah. grew up and um yeah it plays a huge part in who I am and what I like yeah. yeah but you did like so wait you you did you grew up in Melbourne till 14 yeah and then you did like basically high school in yeah. Brisbane so you've have you got more friends in Melbourne or in Brisbane um, I'd say at this point now, definitely more Queensland. Yeah. But yeah, I grew up with a lot of people down in Melbourne yeah. and I met so many people down there. And yeah. also like getting around the clubbing scene, like I really like going to Revolver. Have you been there? I haven't been to Revolver, but I know Ooh. where Re- I know I know Revolver though. Yeah, I know, infamously. I know everything about Revolver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the first clubs I've ever been to, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was the first club. Oh, no, the second club I've been to. So when I turned 18, I went to Pro-E. So yeah. that was the first time I ever went. It was on a Thursday. And yeah. I don't think I've ever had a Thursday in Brisbane as good as that one. That was two yeah. years ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. a baby. I'm like 20. That was, I was 18 two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Prohibition goes off on a Thursday, like, because they have, like, mm. the party inside and then house outside. Yeah, it's, it's just, and they do free pizza. Like before oh, ten, no. two dollar Coronas before ten. So good, right? ridiculous. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, so good. I, <laughs> yeah. I like love Prohibition. Like the techie vibe there, and just like, you know, I wouldn't say I like the people too much. I feel like yeah. I'm always warding off. Like, I feel like there's men. so many dudes there. <laughs> so many. I didn't realize so that many. until this year that how many dudes are there. Like, yeah. so girls come through so we can get that ratio a bit better. I know, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we don't want it just to be all dudes there. Yeah, and I, I feel like they're very touchy. Actually, no, I have a story. Yeah. So yeah. drawing back to the first time I ever went clubbing at Proey, yeah. um, I was pretty effed up, yeah. okay? Like, I didn't really know where I was, yeah. as you do. And this middle-aged motherfucker comes up behind me and he shoves his finger down my throat. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I wasn't wigging out or anything it just actually like, happened so, to just me just randomly just like. randomly like he came up behind me and then he looks so fucked i know he looks at me and goes oh i just did something sexual to you and walks away <laughs> and i was just a bit i was shocked i didn't know what to say or yeah, do and yeah. i was just you know like too 
I was too afraid to stand up yeah. for myself, so I just let him go. If it was me now, oh my god, slap the shit out of him. I think I'd punch him. Yeah, you think I'm yeah. strong enough to punch someone? You oh. could give it a crack. I could give it. You a give crack. it a crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, do it for sure. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know. It must be such a different experience for girls, like going out and stuff, like yeah. getting that kind of stuff. You know, like because obviously that never happens to me unless I go to the beat. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the beat. <laughs> I go to the beat. It happens to me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's how, for me, if I want to know what it feels like to be a girl in a club, just go to the beat. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, like, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of girls specifically, look at gay clubs like an escape. Yeah, from yeah. men, but then yeah. some men tap into that thought and go, oh. Well, if the men, I mean, sorry, if the women are escaping me yeah. at the normal clubs, I'll just follow them to the gay clubs. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, gotta. Yeah. I've just always, just got like this one group of friends that love going there, like a heap of gay guys and stuff in it. And yeah, they're like, let's yeah. go to the beat. I'm like, oh, okay, let's all go. It's <laughs> like the whole time I'm like watching my drink. Like, oh my <laughs> Fair like, enough, though. Watching my drink, like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, they um, can get really aggressive. That community. Um, I went to. Uh, and yeah, I get chatted up all the time there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just so good looking. Ah, I just attract a all small the gays. Asian, A small Asian guy, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a lot of gay guys like that. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I have to. I have to yeah, it, it's interesting. It's eye opening. Definitely. Um, for me doing that. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Like the beat. Um, so, have you gone out much here then? Because if you sort of. Um, you said you moved back down to Melbourne for a while. And so you've, have you gone to many places here before you moved back? Um, admittedly, the year I came back, so I came back middle of 2018. Yeah. Um, I spent a whole year after that just being a recluse. Yeah. I didn't spend time in clubs. I kind of just needed a bit of healing time, yeah. just go to the bit beach. Bit of me time. Bit of me time, yeah, you know, yeah. and... Um, I barely went out clubbing. I actually went to the Met for the first time middle of last year for Volac. Yeah, yeah. May. It was really dead. Yeah, it was Friday yeah. night. I love their stuff. They're really they're good. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Real basehousey, different, that Russian, or I think they're from... They're Russian, yeah. Czech or somewhere, Czech yeah. Republic. Or, I don't know. They're, yeah, yeah, over there. Metal yeah. tunes, love their stuff. Yeah, they're really, really good. <laughs> so that was the first time you went to Met, like, like a year ago, and then yeah. almost like a year later you playing there yeah pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah so how did that all happen tell us about that <laughs> all right so i entered a competition named your show which yeah. i'm sure a lot of people are familiar with in this yeah. industry yeah um i was inspired to enter because my partner at the time had entered the year before yeah and i've always wanted to dj growing yeah. up you know i listened to i've actually like gotten around electronic music since i was a baby yeah. because of my parents Parents are pretty cool, you know, they always yeah. played like electronica and yeah. like trancy stuff in the car. My dad loves techno. He's like yeah, all yeah. about it. Dad sounds cool. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a very cool dude. He's probably like the biggest influence in my life. And, yeah, um, cool. Yeah, I've just always had an interest in it and collected music over the years and I'd yeah. even like match like songs together in a place and thought, oh, this song would sound good with this one. But, like never Do, like, actually. Like mixtapes. Yeah, 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 like yeah. burning CDs yeah. with like. We download songs on LimeWire and like burn it onto the old LimeWire days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so back to um, entering your shot. I figured, you know, like my ex had the equipment. I feel confident enough to give something a go. I just didn't really have any direction or purpose in my life, so yeah. I was like, 
fuck it, bite the bullet, let's do it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it turned out pretty well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so you did that. That was this year? This year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so with uh, with that comp, you're in the main card, obviously, because you hadn't DJed before. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you do? Were you on Saturday or Sunday or what, what um, happened there? I was on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I got a 3 p.m. slot. Yeah. So I, I didn't sell heaps of tickets, but I yeah. sold enough. I didn't want to play at the start of the day because, yeah. you know, you want to pull a crowd. Like, yeah, I you, think, want to, you want to have people there to yeah. be able to pull. Yeah. Oh, for sure, because you feed off the crowd's energy mm. and when they're giving it to you, you give it back and it's like, you know, you need that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I played... Believe it or not, I played Melbourne Minimal. Oh, yeah, Everyone yeah. Everyone played, like, bass and, you know, trap and whatever. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I spent a lot of time. I spent, like, time in techie clubs in Melbourne, but also, like, the really grimy, dirty Melbourne clubs. Yeah. I loved it, not going to lie. That I still kind of do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just sort of, like, <laughs> just, like, in the corner by yourself or with a group of people just, like, grudging, like, just yeah. moving side to side like, with your, in your own little world. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. And I surprisingly filled up the whole room. Yeah. I had all the judges. Oh, this is what I was told. The judges were in a group chat and they were texting each other going, yo, what the fuck, come upstairs. Like, yeah, yeah. you should hear this right now. Yeah. But, like, Chris Royal come up to me after and say, like, that was dope. And, like, all yeah, the, yeah, yeah everyone, was, like, yeah. I filled up the whole room and, like, everybody was yelling, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was such an awesome feeling. Like, you never forget the first time yeah. you DJ, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was an amazing feeling. And uh, I ended up tying for runner-up for my stage with Blake. Do you know him? Belakai? Blake Belakai. What's oh, his DJ name? Belakai is his DJ name. Okay. Blake Warnock. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew Blake. Yeah. Too, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Tied with him. He was in my class as well. Yeah. Who was your trainer? Noi. Noi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he's such a sick guy. Yeah. Like, so chill and, like, all the classes we had were so fun. Yeah. Like, the last class. He's a legend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he really is. And, um, yeah, we all got along really well. And the last class we, like, all played five minutes of our set each and then yeah. bought some cruises and, like, vibed together before yeah, the Yeah, a few drinks and that. Yeah. yeah. little breakup party almost. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. so, like, bittersweet because yeah. I really enjoyed the journey of it. Um, your shot was just, like, such a pivotal experience for me it really defined my year yeah Um, because my partner had broken up with me a week before actually no it was a week after classes started and I was like shit yeah yeah. this ain't good yeah yeah (laughs) but you take like for me like your shot was an experience as a whole like spiritually as well because I I had a lot of energy and shit to deal with personally and I channeled all of that into the work I have to do for DJing. Yeah. I don't. I didn't know how to DJ. I didn't know what a BPM was. I didn't know like how everything worked. And yeah, I um spent hours upon hours just investing in this. And I don't think I got a lot of sleep. To be honest, I went yeah. out like every week. This is when like the going out started. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing market research. Yeah, literally <laughs> market research. Like went to GPO and um, actually fell on the floor three times. That was for noise headline set. Yeah, yeah. I was really drunk. Must have been a really good headline. Oh, so you're really drunk. I was going to say, <laughs> oh, no, you must have killed it that night. I could be falling over and stuff. Oh no, he always kills it. But I was literally yeah. slipping all over the floor. Actually, I did that the other day. I was running. To the Met stage after work, and I slipped and fell on the floor. 
Yeah, don't run in clubs. No, <laughs> that's I don't good, know how I haven't learned That's a good that general tip, I think, for anyone. <laughs> don't run in clubs because it's usually, it's either going to be sticky or slippery. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or both, which is really hard to navigate when yes. you're running. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so have you, did you make a lot of friends through that, like friends in the scene that you, you now have? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, um, yeah, I've entered this whole new community of people. Yeah. I, had a completely, I like redid my whole, not life, like everything around me just like changed, you know, like yeah. first half of my year, it was so different. And then second half, like all these amazing new people were around me. And um, yeah. I feel really lucky to have such awesome, supportive and like-minded people yeah. doing what we love together. I think that's so yeah. important. I talk about that all the time, how important it is to have, you know, people who are doing Similar things, yeah. you know, that are motivated and trying to, like, you know, grind and do something really yeah. cool. Um, like you said, it's so great to have those other people there because then you can inspire them and they can inspire you and, you know, you can you can work together to sort of, I suppose, grow together. Like that's – Yeah. It's so good to have that as opposed to just doing it yourself. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because like, that's – yeah, it can get a bit lonely at times. Yeah, Doing it yeah. yourself, you know. And I think um, I've been lucky enough to have – it all happened so quickly because I know some people spend years and years playing birthday gigs or just random yeah. gigs at the hotel and having yeah. to invest in their own equipment and put in all this extra time and effort yeah. and, like, to have community brought to me and opportunity manifest the way it did. Like, I yeah. thought, holy shit, like, is this happening a little too fast? But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just got to keep that level head, though, you know. Yes, That's what it's always. about, I think, to just keep working because I've seen so many people, you know, skyrocket up and then disappear yeah you know like because they think oh it's all easy and then you know all of a sudden they're like oh now it's other people are getting the things I used to have you know how come you know because yeah because they got you know skyrocketed there for whatever reason it is maybe they are great but um you know you just got to keep that work up and never don't get comfortable that's That's very true I do have to remind myself that a bit and also just being intuitive and aware of yourself and your surroundings because, you know, I think the best part of the journey is not having it be such a linear, straight line. Yeah. There are so many bends and curves. And yeah, twists you'll and have turns. Your, yeah. yeah. Surprises. And yeah. Then, oh, I didn't know. And then all of a sudden it, you're on a different path. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Like you go where, where you're supposed to go and um, the low moments are needed for the highs because otherwise you just keep going up and up and up, like you said. Yeah. It'll come down faster than yeah. you are. Uh, went up so yeah yeah and that's sort of what ha- what has happened for you this year I suppose like you said it's it's all gone in a different yeah. direction that you didn't <laughs> expect yeah Wait, what are the fucking breaks like yeah yeah I need to breathe <laughs> yeah no no it's it's been so great and um yeah I feel like now I'm at a point where I've uh definitely gone through all the novelty and the newness of this whole thing and now I can yeah. just like chill and uh, oh, you're, you're only like six months in trust me there's so much more to learn oh really yeah <laughs> just, you just wait they'll be oh, kept was, getting thrown curveballs man I like started working weekends just to like keep myself away from the club because I look yeah. at my bank account and I'm like shit yeah all right I need to that's slow it. down you need to manage that too. That's, <laughs> that's something else you got to manage like because it's so easy to go out because there's so many friends and things on that you're like yeah oh let's yeah, go I know, right? yeah i'll come out and see you play and then all of a sudden you look at your bank the next day and you're like oh i needed that money for rent this week or know. you know or whatever it is you know like yeah yeah, yeah i find that happens you gotta you gotta watch that yeah because it can yeah it can definitely 
can definitely go down that slippery slope. Oh, for sure. It's easy to do. And you need to be present in the community. Yeah. You know, like to be able to keep your name out there, I guess, and uh, be there for your friends and just be a part of it because you, if you step back and don't involve yourself at all, you know, it's, it's not going to work out too well. I yeah, feel. that's it. You need to yeah. be supporting other people and oh, you sure. know, being part of the community and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely important. How, so how did that go then from uh, the Your Shot comp? How did you transition into the MEP? Because obviously that's a big step to go from Your Shot straight to the Met, I suppose, is the biggest club in Brisbane, um, you know, the biggest super club or whatever. Yeah. How did that happen? Like, um, did you send in a mixtape? Did they approach you? What was the uh, – how did that happen for you? So when I finished Your Shot, I got offered a couple of gigs. So yeah. I got one at um, No Cheese, the one ran yeah. by Chris Royal. Yep. Um, he really gets around minimal, and minimal is not a thing yeah. here. Like, nobody plays it. Because he used to do, like, he, I had him on the podcast the other week, and he was talking about, like, he used to do Melbourne Bounce and minimal kind yeah. of, like, vibes at the start of his music. So, yeah, yeah. he still gets around that vibe. Yeah, yeah it's it's outdated now, admittedly. Like, it's yeah, not it's in still got its own. it's still got its own, like, thing. Like, yeah. Still got its own scene. There's definitely, oh, yeah. I definitely meet people all the time and they're like, oh, yeah, like minimal, like Melbourne minimal kind of vibe. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he wanted to incorporate that into his event. And um, yeah. like he always recruits dubstep, rhythm. DJs yeah, yeah, bass. Yeah, very bassy, yeah. intense music. And I was like, wrapped about it, you know, to be offered um, a gig straight after the competition. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And um, I got a gig at GPO as well. Yeah. So I got con- – well, Noi, Noi was, like, sending my mix out to different people. Yeah. So I got contacted by Ray and she, yeah, asked me if I wanted to play GPO. I got a really good slot, two to three. No, oh. one to two. One to two. Yeah, that's a good slot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the I best was, slot, some would say. <laughs> I know. I was like, hell yeah. Like, I can just go yeah. in and I could still retain that, like, Melbourne bouncy sort yeah, of yeah. theme. Um, it worked out pretty well. I just kept it vocal and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mixed it up, made sure it was more cheesy than other times. Yeah, yeah, um, familiar for people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it worked out well. And I did have, like, a few moments because, you know, being a new DJ, you do mess yeah. up. You're not the greatest yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, during my No Cheese set, I did what every DJ fears the most, stops the music. Yeah. And that kind of threw me off the whole set. I was like, oh, shit. Then you're worried. You're like, for the rest of it, you're like, oh, I don't want to hit that. Yeah, make sure yeah. I don't press the wrong. You're like checking the <laughs> double checking the next. This is step two. Yep, yep. Two. Oh, oh it's not playing. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Double check everything then, yeah. Yeah, and that mistake alone, it drove me to practice harder yeah. and be more conscious of how I play, what I'm playing, because, you know, every mistake you make is like, it's like feedback for yourself. I mean, yeah. even if it is accidental, but like, yeah. you know, you're not going to be perfect. So therefore you just yeah. got to like hone in on your practice. And um, yeah, when I played GPO, it was my first time on CDJs because yeah. at No Cheese we had the RX2s. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's um, what the comp is as well, right? Yes, the yeah. The RX2s, yeah. And and I, <laughs> do you have anything at home that you practice on? Yeah, yeah, I have the RX2s. Okay, so, so you've got that, yeah. Yeah, I actually, um, I bought them 
for practice during your shot. I was like, yeah, I think <laughs> people would, uh, it's probably a reason why Pioneer sponsors, um, you know, um, yeah, your shot because they probably get a few sales out of it, you know, like people who do. Because I've met heaps of people who done exactly what you just said. Like, mm. they're like, oh, well, I'm going to be playing on this at the event. It's what we practice on. I'm going to buy this so that, you know, I can practice at home. Yeah. Yeah. Smart move, Pioneer. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got to GPO and I had played a little gig for my friend Hayden who. Yeah. Oh, did you play? This year at Hayer Bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah Shaw's one. No, I didn't make it. Oh, I was so demo. Yeah, it was yeah. actually really cool. Was yeah, I saw all the video and yeah. stuff. Actually, I probably did see a little clip of you playing there. Yeah, probably. I would have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was my first time on the CDJs and it was a nice warm-up before yeah. GPO because I played the same night. And, man, I really enjoy playing on the CDJs. I think yeah. Just to have the real thing and actually play by ear. Yeah. It, it's awesome. Like the RX2s, like... More compact. It's easy to cheat. Very easy to cheat, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I got to GPO. It went really well. Hair bar went well. And I was like, hell yeah. So after that, it was, you know, quite a period for a bit. And I was just, like, happy. I keep, uh, like, finding more music and practicing and um, yeah. getting around the community more. And then, um, yeah, about, like, I don't know when it was, like, two, one or two months after, um, Hugh reached out to me with Noy and he asked me if I wanted to play a set and I was really fucking excited. I was, yeah, yeah. I, I literally like squealed. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think I'd see this message for like another year or two, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, years yeah. down the track. And I was like, is this real? Yeah. Is this real? Have I recovered from last weekend? Not too sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to read that message in the morning when I wake up. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then you read it and you're like, no, it's actually there. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, that was dope. I um. So what was that gig that you played there? The first one was it? Was um, there anyone else who was the headliner or whatever for that night? I think it was. Oh, I can't remember. I, I didn't open main stage. Oh, it must have mean so much. Meant so no, much. No, to no, you no. Then. I can't remember <laughs> if it was Townsend or Della or Cal. No, I don't think it was Cal. It was. So it was a local. It was. A, it was a local. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't okay, anyone yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that was uh that was interesting. Yeah, and how did that? First gig go. Look. Nervous? <laughs> um, Did you I, hit the cue button again? No. I, no. I, mixed, I mixed well, but didn't nail the genre. Okay. I, uh, see, I... What were you playing and what was, <laughs> what was everyone else playing? <laughs> so... So what were you I, playing and what time were you on? I was on 11 till 12. Okay, yeah. And I thought it would be a great idea. So... You're going to find this really funny. Yeah. Halfway through my set, I was a little smashed and I was like, let's rip out some fucking techno. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I would love that. I, but obviously I that's love it a, too. But a little bit different for that vibe of main, yeah. was it main room? Main room. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think one of the biggest things I've learned through DJing is just because you like it doesn't mean everyone else will. You've got to keep yeah, it balanced. Yeah. you got yeah. to read the room. You do have to read the room. Yeah. And I guess I... You know, drawing back to coming up and like doing really well out of your show and like having by generalizing here, like somebody yeah. doing really well and then like plummeting straight down. I just yeah. kind of got a bit too comfortable, a bit off track, and I thought, okay, mm. fuck it. Like I did play like bit of bass house, bit of tech house here and there, but it was very messy. Like it didn't have consistency, and I just thought, like, like let's just didn't play have what direction. I. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. It was a really weird set. Um, 
But after that, I, he reached out to me and he said, like, hey, like, got some Just good feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It became a bit of a meme. Like, I heard I got roasted for it. And I was yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Send some of those memes out if you've got any of those memes. No. Let's get them out there. Guys, if you're listening. The techno queen of No, Matt. no, no, no. <laughs> Look, after that set, I have played a few yeah. now and, like. Because, like, yeah. to be honest, I think there, there could be a way to work techno into uh set in the main room at the Met. Oh, but it would be yeah, it would no. be like one song and it would have to be you'd have to build people up to it and it would have to be like a commercial remix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and there'd definitely be ways to do it, but I mean it'd be very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. Techno and commercial is not synonymous. And no. the energy levels of techno belong yeah. in Coco. You yeah, just, yeah. You bring it up to Maine and I mean I know for sure I saw the room clear, but <laughs> you uh, see, like, I mean, you go from... They're like, we'll go get a drink. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like, oh, what is this shit? All right, yeah. I'm going to get a beer. Um, but, yeah, you need to, like, retain the vocals and the high energy levels, build people up to the later sets. And, um, you know, the Met is a place where people who love intense music go. And Coco yeah. is more of that, like, sub room where you can yeah. play the underground shit and it yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did a lot, a lot of research after. Like, I, you know, coming from Melbourne, like, I was yeah. only really influenced by tech house, techno, minimal. Like, I didn't really get around bass house. I honestly couldn't have named more than three artists before yeah. I started clubbing and going out. Let's do bass house, yeah. Yeah. Or UK bass, even. Like UK that. bass, bass house, like whatever else. Like, everything yeah. in between, I just never got around bangers. I always grew up around my, like, yeah. cool... Yeah, yeah. I definitely vibe that. Like yeah. groovy, cool yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was a big um, big learning curve and I spent hours SoundCloud writing, getting sets together and just trying to find, uh, perfect that vibe. And, you know, it yeah. takes a few sets, especially when you first Yeah, start. yeah. And, um, especially to yeah. read the room and, yeah. and get comfortable. Oh, Is that definitely. word again? Comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable. But, um, yeah, exactly. And then figure out what, works and what doesn't work and like I can do this and get away with it or I can't play techno and get away with it you know (laughs) whatever it might be yeah yeah yeah. at first like yeah it definitely like woke me the fuck up I was like okay I have this position now yeah there are a lot of people who do want to be in this spot Mm. and I have to take it seriously I mean I think it's really important to have fun and let go yeah, and yeah. just, you know, be a DJ. Yeah. Have a party with everybody. But, you know, you do have a job. You do have a responsibility. Yeah. And, yeah, it's important that you just keep the club happy. Lucky, like you said, it's like it's you've got to think about what everyone else likes as well. Yes. It's not just about what you like anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three for them, one for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I haven't heard many other people say that, but who, who told you that? You. At a meeting we had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been like such a such an awesome journey. Like I've really been enjoying playing all these sets and learning about this industry and what it has to offer. Yeah. And um can't wait for more, hey. There's still there's so much to learn. God, I know. Especially Yeah, like, I know. I, I, yeah, I, I found that really funny when you said like, I feel like I'm settling in now and I was like Girl <laughs> like a year, like, whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trust me, there'll be like You'll come and talk to me like a year later and you'll be like, oh, I can't believe I said that on the podcast. Oh, I've learned so right. much more. Like, <laughs> I didn't know how to do it. This, this has happened now. I've done this. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, um, 
I mean, I still have situations that happen to me when I'm out and it's like, well, I've never had that before. Like, definitely going to handle that differently next time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, just to clarify again, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but really don't. You're starting to feel a little bit more like. In control. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah. kind of more familiar now. I think it's that's not what I'm trying to say. everything new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so did you play um, in Coco when, did you play when Pleasurecraft came and played? No, Coco? but I was there. I thought that I saw, maybe I saw that you were just going to that, um, but you were, yeah, so you maybe just went to that. Have you played in Coco yet? I have. Yeah. It was and what for? Was it, was it a so techno night? No, no, it oh, wasn't I a thought there was night. a techno night or something there where you played at. No, yeah. no, I haven't played a techno night, but um, I played a closing set for Nightmare. Which oh, cool. Was, Fucking awesome. That would have been good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very light finish, but so yeah. worth it. I think that was the set where I could just belt out and just play all the dirty bass house that I've been falling in love with. I think yeah. I'm still trying to find my sound, like something that, that is more signature to me. I feel like everybody has that, like, genre that they play the most or love the most. And yeah. then, you know, you play guinea pig for a club and you play all sorts of different yeah, shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like... I'm really starting to love really dirty bass house, like Mysteria, Dusty Cloud, anything on, like, confession labels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I really love it. It sounds so gritty and horrifying. Yeah. I got to play all of that. Yeah. Dropped in a few minimal songs here and there. Yeah, yeah. This really cool um, minimal remix of Baseline Junkie, you know, the one Uh, like Zero School. Oh, I've been thinking. Damn it. I was going to, I've got like, um, that's on my list. I have like a list when like I hear good old songs where I'm like, oh, I need uh, to remix that. Yeah. That's on my list. I'm like, I'm going to cross that off the list. Yeah. yeah it went off. Like yeah. people were getting on people's shoulders and just like had that 4-4 four, four kick in the bass. Yeah. Oh, it just like drove me nuts seeing it. That tune <laughs> needs to be a bass line, like bass house. Like it has to have a huge dancey baseline it because it's yeah. called baseline junkie like an yeah. all the vocals about it so <laughs> I'm like oh, it needs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it needs like a it needs a total awesome like baseline to it yeah um, like a dance music one you know yeah no this one it's very like deep and underground yeah yeah, yeah. um see the thing about minimal music is that you really need to be in a club with a great sub to appreciate the yeah. music yeah. and coco is just the perfect place to do it yeah like I remember dropping, like, a few minimal songs here and there. I actually ended it with a bit of techno, like, when it was, like, six in the morning and there was just a few people left. I was like, At fuck six, it. Like, you can do whatever you Yeah, want. literally. I just played some shit that I liked. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just awesome hearing it on those nice sound system. Yeah, yeah. Big, Probably, loud yeah. sound system, yeah. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. Probably why I love DJing, just hearing what I like hearing on the sound yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. You get to choose face. what's on the big sound system. Yeah, yeah exactly. You are, like... The professional Spotify picker. You know, like in the Uber. Yeah, the controller. Like, the controller. The selector. The A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <With> an a. <laughs> an A. Selector, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I love that it's like, it's, it's happened so quick for you. So, um, what's the goals? What's the, is there any dreams or where you want to take this? Or is it just at the moment you're just like, I'm just going to ride this and see where we go or what's I guess it's a bit of both yeah I um I've always had an interest in music and I've been passionate about it but I don't know how to produce yet and yeah. I'm leading and that's into it. something you want to do yes to yeah. start now yeah yeah 
Don't okay. wait. I need I need a little bit of time just to enjoy this DJing thing. Oh, no. Oh, is it, should I not say that? Don't say that. I'll put it off forever if I do that. Yeah, hey? exactly. Yeah. No, but there's so many people who I've, like, said to them, like, start now. And then I see them, like, three years later and they're like, oh, I just started last year. I should have listened to you. Now I tell everyone to start now. Like, start now, start yeah, now. Yeah, it's just it's, so complex. It's that That's why you got to start now because there's yeah. so much to learn. It's like, you're like, oh, yeah, in a few years I'll be ready to write tunes. Well, it's like, no, but you need to learn now so that when you get to that point you can go, oh, now I can write tunes. Yeah, that's very So you true. know how to do it because yeah. there's all this learning that goes along and there's so much self-hate. And oh like, yeah, I and like oh my god, I'm making it sounds like shit. You know, like oh. I can't make anything. I'm useless at this. And then you're like, I oh, mean, you, you know, next day you're like, oh, I suppose everyone was useless at some stage. <laughs> like you know, just keep going. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's lots of like that's the thing. Like when I got into it, I didn't realize how much there was to learn. Like it's mm. not just no. Yeah, there's lots. Yeah, there is lots. <laughs> yeah. It's just not. It, you can't just say oh I DJ now I can just go straight into producing it'll be yeah, easy like yeah. I think I'm not saying DJing is easy but once you put enough time into it uh, anyone can DJ no I mean, I'm saying DJing's easy yeah yeah anyone can learn to DJ especially on the equipment that we have I mean we're not yeah. mi- mixing on discs anymore and yeah it's uh it, yeah it's quite straightforward you yeah just, um I mean, you can even watch the little lines <laughs> yeah. on the CDJs sync up if you want to, you know, like, oh yeah, if you need to. Um, but yeah, like you know, the production stuff, like it's just it's a totally different kettle of fish. It's like DJing is oh. real easy to pick up and then just learn on the job. Yeah, productions. Like that. I know <laughs> it's like an actual job. Yeah, it's like you need to learn all these little bits. So definitely start now. All right, I'll get take a DAW and and start now. So yeah, and so what? I suppose you you said you're sort of trying to figure out what your sound is or what you love. Yeah. So what are you leaning towards or what are you loving? Like you said, you're getting into bass house pretty heavy at the moment. Yeah, yeah, bass house has been a huge one for me lately. I actually am yeah. um, dropping a mix this week. Yeah. Um, for the dirty, grimy bass house. It's dirty, grimy bass house. Unbelievably yeah. fucking filthy. I'm really yeah. excited to drop it. Yeah, I'm nice. even making like a little visualizer for it, just like yeah. clips on repeat just for like the 30 minutes yeah. because I have these intense visuals in my head when I listen to bass house. Yeah. It's just like it's animated. It's horror. Like it's horrifying. It's very like. Yeah acidic in a way like I love colors and like yeah I incorporate that into my brand a lot like I love high renaissance paintings and like glitchy like neon colors and yeah. I just love mixing shit together I'm really influenced by some old school films as well like Silence of the Lambs, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill and yeah. my, my logo is actually uh, just like cult classics cult classics basically yeah, yeah like cult, cult classics classic. dipped in like acid yeah much. yeah yeah um so yeah I want to make like a like a video that just goes with the mix so people can go, oh, so that's what goes through her brain when she listens yeah. to this shit. Yeah. So yeah. I can see it. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's expressive. Yeah. Do you have much stuff in the visual, like, stuff that you, you love? Are you about fashion? Like you said you loved Melbourne for the fashion. Oh, everything. yeah. No, Is that something it's... you're big on, like fashion or aesthetics? Oh, like yeah. Image and stuff like that? Separate for, uh, from DJing, like, yeah. I do love, I mean, right now I'm kind of, Actually, I think I wore this to work. Sometimes I wear it to bed. I'm wearing yeah. a Tupac shirt, Tupac by the shirt. way. It's yeah. oversized. It's very comfortable. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I just think, like, dressing up and 
putting a bit of effort into the way I look and have some uh, flair personality is yeah. uh, important. And I think, like, it's cool to be creative with music. And I think what differentiates people is uh, little quirks and yeah. their overall style. Like, if you think of a DJ, like, you, some, like, things will come to your mind first. Like, it could be, yeah. like, you know, tattoos that they have or it could be, like, shirts that they usually wear. or just yeah. You know, like, there are things that kind of differentiate you and separate yeah. you from the pack. That aren't just your music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's cool to have a brand, I think. And people who have, like, people who, like, produce really well and mix really well and have that brand to go with it. It's, like, memorable, I think. I'm not mm. saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm fashionable, I'm fucking... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have both these days. I guess so, yeah. yeah. But no, so I what's your brand then? How, do you have a brand? Oh, or what's the, what's the image that you try and portray with your... It's yet Yanzo. Oh, my name's Yanni, but... My your name's name, Yanni, but yeah. your DJ name's... Yanzo. 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 Or are you going to change Yanzo. it to Father Yanzo? Because <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Oh, no. That's just my, like, handles for social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That'd be pretty be funny, funny, though. Like, like yeah. Father Yanzo. <laughs> and then this small Asian girl gets up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hey, I would say... What if, if you like didn't know me and you looked at me? You well, I only like, just met you, so I don't, yeah, really, know. I don't really know. You. I mean, social media keeps us all tied, but this is yeah, the first yeah. time we've really met. Yeah, yeah. But um, hmm, I don't know. You, if you, that's think something of, for you to think about. Then, yeah, I guess yeah. so. I don't really like putting myself in a box. I guess. Yeah, I just, I do whatever I want. That's the problem, though, because everyone's going to look at you and they only see the box. Like I care. So yeah, yeah, it's their but, business. But that's it. <laughs> It's your brand, though. So Whatever my, how I'm sure you'll think. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. However, yeah. it translates. Whatever. I think it's so. important to be like genuine, though, with your brand. Oh, like definitely. It's, you don't want to be like trying to put on some persona that's not you at all. Yeah. No. It could be a, like an extension of you, or like a alter ego. Or yeah, something. yeah, or yeah. like a, a more you know a more extreme version of you, or whatever. But I think the people who are successful these days is it's. Like, it's a genuine, that's them kind of thing. Being genuine and authentic goes a long way. Yeah. And it's so easy to tell who's faking it, who's not really comfortable with themselves and they're trying to be something they're not. Yeah. And I think just being yourself, putting yourself out there and saying, hey, this is me, take it or leave it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you think about me is, like, the best way to go. I think one of the best examples that I like to use in the dance music sort of realm is like Alice in Wonderland Mm -hmm. because she talks about her depression and anxiety and all that kind of stuff like real like you know like yeah like explicitly like she'll be like I'm feeling really shit today like you know and and put it out there and I think that's awesome to have someone who's so and I mean she's massive and people connect with her on that not just the music the other stuff you know like they actually connect with the other stuff yeah I think that's um that's something that sort of like if you can do that as an artist with people, I think that's so much more valuable than a viral video with you in it or whatever, you know, yeah. because it's like people will actually be a genuine fan of you because they're like, I connect with that. They feel what I feel. I've been through that. Yes. Like they get me. Oh, yeah. So it's like I know what they're going through and I like their music. Yeah. I'm a fan, you know, like that's. So um, I love to use um, Alex as a an example for that. Yeah. She's so raw on her socials and everything. My God, I've watched plenty of her sets. I haven't yeah. seen her live yet. 
yeah, I I've could seen have seen her at Festival ago, X, yeah. but I didn't go. But yeah. Um, yeah, I've been a fan of her for years and years since um, Run, you know, when she yeah. released that. And yeah. just the way she holds herself on stage and the way she just loses herself in her music. Yeah. You can tell she loves it. Yeah. She is just a powerhouse. And yeah. she, like you said, she does impact people in such a influential way. Like yeah. I. Outside of music. Outside you know, of music, yeah. within it. And, you know, I've actually met someone who has an Alice in Wonderland tattoo on his arm. Yeah, I yeah. was like, shit, that's awesome. That's legit, yeah. Yeah. Like, D- I know, like, a lot of big DJs I look up to have, like, fans with tattoos. Even, like, yeah. like a full-body picture of them. Yeah. Like, their name just scrawled across their arm. It's, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. If anyone out there wants to get a Boykin coat or a Yanzo tattoo... <laughs> If you get that, oh my you've goodness. got free entry to any of our gigs for life and we'll buy you a drink. I'll pay for it. Honestly, like, just let yeah. me know. I'll give you the logo yeah. file and uh, I'll pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Gonna... same with me. Same with me. So, <laughs> yep. yeah, get those tattoos going, people. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put my – we'll put our images up with the show notes so you can um, get access to files to, yep. to get a tattoo. Here's the Dropbox link now. Yeah. Run along, child. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one of my favourite videos, um, they did the behind the scenes and stuff of her Red Rock show and she was, mm. like, so anxious. She's, like, it's not ready. We've got to cancel, like, mm. and to, to book Red Rock in the States, it's, like, you got to book, like, a year and a half, two years in advance. Wow, I didn't Like, know to that. have a gig there. So they were, like, no, this is the week of, like, if we cancel this, we've got to wait another, like, two years to play a gig here. Yeah. We, we're doing it. And there was this, like, this this moment in her show that she did. I wasn't there, obviously. Mm. And she's laying on the ground on the stage and she's just like, oh, my God, you guys don't understand. This has been my dream for, like, my whole life. Wow. And I'm laying on the stage of Red Rock and you guys are all here. And, like, just, like, she's just, like, laying on the stage, like, just, you know, yeah. like, you can just imagine how she's feeling, you know. My and, God. Yeah, I love Alex is amazing. I love everything she does. Do so. you know her personally? I've met her um, a couple of times, yeah, like years mm. ago, before she was big. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, hung out with her on um, – she played a gig and she was just out on the deck at the gig and no one knew who she was. Wow. And I went up and I was like, Alex, they've left you here by yourself? She's like, oh, it's all good. No one, no one's bothering me or anything. Oh. And I was like, oh, how you being? Like, you know, had a, yeah. had a chat with her because, you know, she's a classical musician – um, she plays cello and that yeah. um, in symphony orchestras, and I used to play trumpet. So oh, was awesome. Like, so I was like, oh, classical music. And she was like, yes, yes, I love classical. I was like, <laughs> High five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had like a big chat about that. So, yeah, I've I've met Alex before she was really big. Um, I know the DJ. <laughs> she wouldn't know me now. If I saw her, she'd be like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> she wouldn't know. That's she would, rough. She would, uh, like, yeah. I could be like, remember that time? Remember that yeah, time remember when you were in Townsville? And then she'd probably like, be oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah, just pretend she knows me. Yeah, but um, no, that's sick. Yeah, yeah, really awesome girls. So, um, so we didn't really get to an answer as to what what you want to do. Do you have anything, any goals? Do you want to take this thing, like you said, you want to get into production eventually? Yeah, which means you're gonna go oh, home. You told me after this, so you're gonna go home after this and start, um, you know learning all that well look it's christmas season and i'm spending all my money on 
all sorts of shit that's not Ableton. Yeah. So I have to wait a few weeks. Uh, okay. You, <laughs> as long as you start in the new year, I'll be happy. Hey, that's the plan though. Yeah. Um, fiddling around with it is definitely the first place to start. Yeah. Um, so 2020, you're going to do a bit more of that start? Yeah. Moving into that? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. I'm a very ambitious person. I know what I want. I am very driven and I know that this is exactly what I want to do. I've spent yeah. years and years trying to figure it out. I studied yeah. marketing for a bit, dropped out of that. Tried working a certain job, dropped out of that. I've just tried all these different avenues in life. Never, ever found that passion fire that I have for music. Yeah. And I think this is something I want to invest in not I think sorry yeah. this is something I know I want to invest yeah. in so producing just you know getting myself out there more playing more gigs um yeah just grabbing it yeah taking it and then fucking so what what kind of music do you want are you thinking even because obviously you're still getting into the whole you know figuring it out yeah but what do you, you said you're loving Bass House stuff at the moment. Is that something you'd like to maybe make or be in Bass House artist? Or yeah, what? see, this is the hardest thing for me to figure out at the moment because um, my heart is in tech, you know. I've yeah. grown up and always loved, like, you know, that, that type of music. And um, I just find it hard to find that niche in Brisbane where... I can like fully delve into it and yeah. just there's not too many places in Brisbane for that. No, there isn't. You know, yeah. you've got Sub Rosa and then you've got yeah. Coco, but I think that's about as far as it can yeah. go. And um, you know, I want to make what I believe in and what I love. And um, yeah. you know, I appreciate bangers, but you know, I'm a little bit of an old soul. Like I know in the long term yeah. I'm gonna be like, fuck this. Like yeah, just yeah. wanna get back into my like groove you know groovy sort of stuff yeah you know, or whatever you love yeah, you know, yeah. it's always oh. been where I'm at and I think you know it's something I definitely want to produce yeah so so before you you did this your shot thing did you have any musical background at all I did actually but years and years ago um I actually have a very similar backstory to Lucas I was listening to your podcast with him yeah. and uh you know we both had musical influence and like experience as a young kid but then got yeah. demotivated because yeah. of shitty teachers or just bad moments and that yeah. threw us off throughout our teenage years yeah I played a bit of electric guitar in like the school yeah. band in primary yeah. school did piano for a bit I like to sing a little yeah just a tiny bit uh, yeah. in the shower <laughs> in the shower yes. um, it always sounds good in the shower it does good like the, the echo yeah the echo reverb yeah. yeah it's very good um so, yeah, I guess now it's just picking up back where I left off. Um, yeah. So I'm very rusty, but I'm not, like, completely new to music. Yeah. So you sort of know, like, a little bit of theory stuff as well then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just a matter of refreshing my memory and then just, yeah, I mean, compared to, like, what I would know back when I was uh, eight or nine compared to, like, 20 yeah there is a lot to learn especially with producing yeah. you know it's electronic music so yeah complicated so to say the least to say the least really <laughs> i always talk about it where like where art and physics meet 
because yeah, there's so yeah, much physics and science and maths involved. Like mm. people don't realize that. It's yeah, like, the frequencies and shit. Oh, there's so much to to think about. So mm. yeah, that's that's totally it. So like growing up, then did you? What did you think you were going to do? Because you know, did you think Ooh. you were going to do music, or whatever? Because well, it or was did always... you think you were going to do something else? I honestly thought I was just going to get into advertising, get an yeah. office job, and thought, okay, this is. That's what you thought you were going to do the marketing, way. advertising stuff. Yeah, but, like and I, that's what you went to uni for to start with. Yeah, for a brief yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, because I always. How long's a brief moment? <laughs> did you do a semester? Oh, not telling. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I did that for a very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I've always had a creative side to me. Yeah. I've always loved making random shit I used to like make video edits of stuff like I took film yeah. classes in high school I really got around yeah. that um bit of photography bit of visual art like sometimes I like to get high and paint in my backyard yeah just every now and then um so you've always been kind of creative yeah very some, yeah, oh, yeah since I was a kid and I've always I've always wanted to do something creative and I thought like marketing and advertising was a nice like balance between doing something you know corporate like technical yeah. and creative but I just did not I, I, I had no passion for it really I yeah just, yeah I I think um I don't think very traditionally you know like um you know how Asian families are like they expect yeah. you to like become a doctor or like a scientist or, yeah. you know like something that Pays the bills and yeah, puts food yeah. on the table. Something that's like respected yes. as a, in the society. Yes. You know, a, it's got a societal hierarchy. Doctors yeah. are respected people, lawyers, um, <laughs> you know, all these people like professionals. Yeah. At the top. Yeah, yeah. They are like credible jobs. And yeah. my dad's side of the family is white. So my mum's Asian, my dad's white. Yeah. And there are a few family members in my dad's family who do think the same, you know, like. I actually saw them really recently in Sydney and, you know, there was a bit of condescending nature to conversations. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, wishing them farewell. Oh, good luck with um whatever you're doing. It's like, come on. <laughs> you have to listen to, um, it's, and when this episode comes out, it, it'll be well released. But today um, I was in another friend's podcast or two friends and um, we talk about this because I had mm. a I had a twenty five year I call it my quarter life crisis. Yes, um, where I I was doing uni, I was doing physio and sport and exercise science, and I was like, I'm giving all that up to do music. Mm. Um, and I went through that where the family was like, you know, like hounding me, like, oh, you're giving up. You know, you got into a great course, you got a great OP. And you're not going through with it, you know. So many people would be, you know, yeah. so wish they were in your position. I'm like, yeah, but like at the end of the day, I'm not happy. Like I want exactly. to be happy doing it. Like so, you should go watch that episode because I talk about this Noted. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, um, it is I talk awful. Because yeah, you know, yeah, it makes you happy, and it's what you love doing. And yeah, I don't think it's anyone else's business to critique and judge what makes you happy and yeah. what you're about. But it's it's funny because at the time when it when it all happened and I made the change, it was like, they were like hounding me hard, like almost like intervention style, like sit mm. me down and like, what do you do? You know, like, yeah. And then now it's like, now that I'm like having a little bit of success with the podcast and everything's going really well, they're like, Oh, how are you so happy? They're like, we make more money than you. 
we've got more things than you. Yeah. We're more, you know, yeah. successful money-wise and that. But how, how are you always way more happier than us? I'm like, well, because I'm doing something I like. Exactly you right. Know? I think that's and so Whereas, important. like, they're all just, like, did the money thing, you know, like to try yeah. and, you know, and, and, you know, they've got families and stuff, which I don't, which is yeah. another whole other thing to think about. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Like everything you just said then, like I just watched the episode because I hadn't seen it since we recorded it. I watched it this morning and we pretty much talk about all that. Yeah, yeah. And like that decision to to make that change from going down a corporate professional sort of path to a creative um, path, which is... You know, I, I imagine many people have been through that where their family's like, what are you doing? Like, mm. you know, like, yeah. and it's just getting that message across to them, like, this makes me happy. Exactly. This is what I want to do, you know, like. Yeah. 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 So did you get much pushback from, you said you got it from, like, the your white or, you know, side in Sydney. Did you, um, The Asian side must be way more. <laughs> Honestly, way more. I don't really keep in contact with my mum's side of the family. Yeah. okay. I don't think mum really... Like, she she doesn't really express how she feels about it. She's just a bit yeah. like, okay, yeah. whatever. Um, what's your heritage, by the way? Because I'm half Chinese. Okay. What's your, what's your half? Half Indonesian. Indonesian, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, luckily, my dad 100% backs me, supports everything I do. And yeah. He cool. just loves, yeah, seeing me happy, doing yeah. my thing. And, um, yeah, I was really depressed for a couple of years dealing yeah. with, some shit man like yeah life gets a bit rough and yeah yeah music and this whole dj thing it like fucking saved me it like yeah. took me out of that deep hole i was in and um so this is before you sort of got into music yeah sort of just before it you sort of you found music and it sort of really helped you through some tough times oh yeah for yeah. sure and like you know entering your shop was probably the best thing i've done in this entire 20 years of my life because yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, it really is such a positive, awesome experience. And it's a great way to meet new people and, you know, have new experiences and really put yourself out there, you know, to, yeah. to meet these people, which is probably what you needed, to yeah. meet new people who are wanting to do cool stuff yeah. like you. Yeah, I encourage anybody listening to just give it a shot, even if yeah. it's not music-related, if you want to do something but you're too afraid to do it you'd be surprised how much how much you can find out about yourself yeah. and how, much, how far you're willing to go with something when you just put 100% into it and love it and just live through it, you know? Yeah. It's um, so important to do so. Life is so short, you know? When are you going to do it? I mean, I've taken your advice here, thinking about producing. Yeah, oh, yeah. If I'm going to put it off, when will I do it? I could just exactly, put it off for yeah. years and years and years. Yeah. And um, Think of all that yeah. time you'd waste learning. Like, right. I, like <laughs> I I, didn't start uh, producing until at least four years into my DJing and, like, I mm. so wish I started when I first started. Yeah. And I still feel like I started early. Like, I could, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, But I'm, it's like I, sh- I should have started way earlier. But and You're always going to be shit when you first start. I yeah. can be very, like, I can be such a perfectionist. Yeah. And if I'm not getting a sound right, if I'm not yeah. understanding something, I can just get really, like, fiery-tempered. I'll just get mad and think, oh, my God, like, I can't do it. But, you know, it's just all about being persistent, staying committed, yeah. just, yeah. I think breaking it down into little steps too. Yeah. Because production's so big. 
It's what do I start? Huge. <laughs> how do I write a baseline? Well, let's just start with how to use MIDI. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, no Let's way. just start with that, and then we'll go into writing a baseline or whatever. You know, but yeah. it's like if you look at it all, you're like, oh, there's, there's so much to learn. It's it's very overwhelming. Very. Whereas overwhelming. you know, like if you can chip away at it for a couple of years, and then by the time when you're like, all right, I'm, I want to start writing and releasing music, you'll actually have the knowledge to be able to not make absolutely terrible music to start with you know <laughs> so terrible yeah yeah <laughs> because like even when i start like yesterday i started on a remix for um for graveyards which is i was oh, gonna awesome. yeah i was gonna go to um um sunday at stockies because i i don't usually get to go because i work on mondays mm. um but i was gonna go but i just got stuck into this remix and had to keep going and it sounded terrible at the start mm. like you know what i mean yeah. like when you first start and you're just writing putting notes in bass lines it sounds shocking. It does, you know. Yeah. But you got to you got to get used to that. I know it's not going to sound like this at the end, you know. Yeah, like, it's just the an idea kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And even after you spend, I'm assuming after you spend all these days and weeks on a track, mm. you're still at a beginner level. You'll finish. You'll finish it, and then listen to the final product and think, "Yes, this is great." But then, yeah. like, in professional standards, it's like, oh, do you still, like... What happens is you listen to it and go, yes, this is awesome. And then, like, a week later or a month later, you'll start writing something new. You go, oh, man, this stuff I'm writing now is way better than that stuff yeah. that you thought was awesome. And it's, like, it's like this continual thing mm. of, like, oh, I wrote this tune last week, but this one I'm writing this week is, like, ten times better. And it's just because you've learned little things, you've got more comfortable using it, and yeah. you're able to actually you know, get your ideas in your head down into the computer and actually make it happen. So, yeah, yeah it's good um, good, uh, good to get in early, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I yeah. believe that. So do you go back to Melbourne very often? Obviously you've got a lot of friends down there still. Yeah, yeah. So do you, do you go back and, and forth very often, commute very often? Uh, not too often recently, no. I used to a lot before I actually moved to Melbourne again when I was 18. Yeah. But, yeah, I've definitely been spending a lot more time in Brisbane and um, yeah. focusing on my life here. But um, it's always nice to visit. Like, I love going out there. I just really do appreciate the music and the whole vibe. Like, yeah. the clubs, like 161, Porn & Co., yeah. uh, Revolver again. Like, they're such awesome places to go. And they have really nice big events. Like, yeah. they have... Lots of warehouse parties going on, woolshed stores popping off. Like, there's always yeah. something going on in Melbourne. And yeah, they have yeah. Picnic Electronic as well, which is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I should go back there soon. I um, have plans to go to Europe in the middle of this year, actually. As so in next year. Oh, 2020, oh yeah. wait, wait. We're still in 2019. Yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> um, but I think this episode will probably come out next year. So um, okay. you're you're actually more correct in saying this year, I guess. In for everyone future. else. Yeah, we're talking in the future right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well yeah. Uh yeah, so I have plans to do that. I um really want to go to Printworks in London. Um, What's Printworks? Is that oh it's like a real cool fucking club by the sound. Oh really? Of it. Like, yeah, they get yeah. lots of cool tech acts in there, like Michael Beebe, Salado. I've never heard of it, but yeah, I don't go looking at clubs in other countries. <laughs> I do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like all about it. Like especially clubs in Berlin. Like I'm yeah. so excited to check it out there. Because have you, know, you been overseas so much travel and gone to places like that? Um, 
With family, but never yeah, alone. Yeah, never. With a family's totally different. Yeah, you don't get yeah. To go and party properly. Like. Well, I did um, go to Jakarta to visit my dad because that's where he lives and yeah. works. And um, I went there to do a little advertising internship. And yeah. I went clubbing there once at a club called Coliseum in Jakarta. What's it like there? Mate, it's fucking weird. Like, they were playing. Do you know that? Do you get around Psytrance at all? I get around side trance a little bit. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. Um, Liquid Soul. I don't. I don't. I couldn't tell you any side trance. Oh no, that's all good. Yeah, um, yeah. He was playing at Coliseum, and yeah, they had massive lights, and it was really, really big venue. But the thing about clubs over there is that it's very. Um, they care a lot about status and image, and they're very reserved. Like the people have this table system. I mean, we've we've got booths. You know, you yeah. can fuck off to VIP for. a few hundred dollars but over there like having a table is like it it means like you've got something going for you like okay if you don't have a table at the club you're you're a fucking loser like yeah yeah. and like it was just all of these well-dressed people standing around tables just like not dancing or getting into it stand there with their drink just like looking important and I (laughs) like me being me like I'm such a nutcase sometimes like I was in this venue and like Sightrance just gets me going. I was just fucking, like, dancing, like. Yeah. I didn't care about standing around and looking cute or reserved. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to have a good crack at this. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, You're dance. like, I'm not here for the social scene. Legit. <laughs> oh, like, everyone was, here. Yeah, everyone was staring at me like, who the fuck is this girl? <laughs> but, no, like, I um I enjoyed it. I was, I was really drunk. But, you know, I think. Fuck the social status thing in like yeah. club scenes. I think, you know, I'm not not hating, but I don't visit the Fox for a reason. I don't visit yeah. clubs like that because I don't go out to have and maintain a status. I go out to just have fun and yeah. listen to music and enjoy myself. And I yeah. think that's what everybody should do. Yeah. You know, I think like I don't want to listen to like Beyonce on repeat all night and just yeah you know. yeah that's it you want to you want to go out and enjoy yourself yeah and each to their own like if you do enjoy doing that that's on you like yeah go for go for gold but yeah there's I, a reason all of those different things exist yeah because yeah. someone likes them exactly yeah, yeah. and you know that song by Billy Kenny just came for the music yeah yeah that's literally like I resonate with that like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I love that tune I love so the good. Um, oh what's the remix it's the Aussie dude. Go Freak. Go Freak, yes. That's my that's favorite a good remix. one. Yeah, yeah, I really love Odd Mob. I haven't met him, but I've heard a lot about Harry. He might be coming here tomorrow to podcast. Oh, so, yeah, very there cool. There might be one soon. Well, he said, he said New Year's Eve, uh, Christmas Eve, and then mm. I was like, all right, cool. But, yeah, I just got to confirm with him today. So. Yeah, sweet. No, I freaking yeah. love his music. Like, his Mobamba yeah. um, Evil edit. His stuff these days is like, just getting next level. Yeah. Like, he's a huge influence of mine from back, like, I remember when Is It A Banger came out mm. and stuff. I was producing then and I was like, that's cool. I like all of these sounds and stuff. So he's got a, a big um, place in my heart as far as music goes. Oh, so cute. Oh, so cute. <laughs> so wholesome. But, yeah, yeah, I've met Harry a few times. We've hung out a few times. So, um, yeah, it should be fingers crossed that he is still free tomorrow. So Yeah, dope. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be really cool. Yeah. So who are some big uh, artists that influence you? Have you got any people that you have loved in the past or you're loving at the moment? Give us some. So I reckon we should start way back in the day, back to like early Ministry of Sound. Oh, yes. Take me Um, back. 
I don't, I feel like not many people know of these guys, but they have this one song that has been my favourite song for yeah. years and years and years. Um, I.I.O. Do you know that song, Rapture? Oh, I feel like if you played it, I would know. I, I can see the title. Yeah. Like I can see the track name, but I can't think oh, of what it is. It's got this amazing like. melody. And um, yeah, I really like all the housey, like classic tracks. Um, speed up a bit. Dead Mouse. Dead yeah, Mouse yeah. is fucking amazing. Um, do you like his old sort of more progressive stuff or his like newer, more electro-y? Oh, the former sort of for sure. Like the deep progressive stuff. Like yeah. I remember Dead Mouse. Yeah, that yeah. song is a classic. That's what I used to love. Like, I used to yeah. make progressive. I don't make progressive anymore, but that's what I started making was like that Dead Mouse sort yeah. of like progressive vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Cascade's really good too. Yeah. Um, even like... Luciana, like yeah, yeah, she always featured on like those dancing yeah. tracks. Like I fuck with that a lot. Um, I've got her vocal from "I Like That." Yeah, with uh, Richard Vision. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I like that. Da, 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 so yeah, da, da, da. I just I just hit up Richard Vision. Like I emailed him like six, seven, eight years ago, and just said, "Hey, love this track. I want to do a remix for this remix. Come, can I have the stems?" And he like mm. he mess emails his manager. And copies me in and goes, hey, can you send this guy the vocal stems? So I've got the awesome. original studio vocal stems from it. Oh, just because lucky. I asked. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, why not? If, if they say no, at least you tried. You yeah, know? if they say no, like, I didn't lose anything. So, exactly. But, but, yeah, that's a little tip from people out there, like, mm. ask. Yeah. Just ask. Just ask. Like, I, I, I think I asked um, Camel Fat for vocals years ago. Mm. They messaged me back. Like, they emailed me back and they were like, oh, we don't own it, so we actually have to o- ask the label, like. Yeah. And they were like, you can email, here's the email. And I was just like, oh, that's never going to work. Like, labels are, <laughs> it's too hard to deal with labels to get releases yeah, for imagine. stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but, yeah, people don't ask because artists want people to, yeah, like, you know, like, their remix stuff. their stuff yeah. and, like, you know, like. It's like paying homage to it almost, you know? Yeah, like, definitely. You're like giving respect to it. So yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, it's surprising how many people you can just like ask for I mean, I stuff don't and think give it to you. Calvin Harris would reply to me if I ask him for his old stems, you know? Probably and, not. But you'll probably find his stems online. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he, um, like old school Calvin Harris. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm Did you go alone. to Festival X? No, I didn't, sadly. I, was I didn't working. either. I yeah. didn't either. Don't worry, we can be in the crew together. Yeah. Like, I didn't know if he was going to play his newest stuff. I mean, I, I get around it a little bit, but it's definitely not, like, the same. Yeah. Like, I definitely like his older stuff better than his new stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, it looked pretty good, like, Festival X. Yeah. Had all these amazing artists. But going to Wildlands this weekend, which Wildlands. I'm so freaking yeah. excited for. That's going to be so mental. You're going, yeah? No, I'm not. No? no. Oh, no. I'm not. See, th- here's the thing, like, and this is a bit of a, this is probably, like, a bad my mentality of things. Like, I used to run Blah Blah Blah, which is a music festival. So I used mm. to do music, fe- like, run music festivals. So, like, for me now, first of all, like, I never want to pay to go to a music festival because I used to be involved in, like, running it and mm. no... I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay. I want to be behind the scenes. And I don't want yeah. to just go to a festival. I want to be in the green room with the artists drinking, which is what I used to do. <laughs> yeah. I used to be the artist liaison, so it was my job to be there and look after them. Mm. So it was like now I'm like, oh, I don't want to just go and be a 
And I know that's such a snobbish, like, thing to say. Like, I just don't want to go and be, like, a, a yeah. player punter with everyone. <laughs> but it's kind of true. Like, I want to just chill in the green room. So, yeah, um, yeah I sort of find it hard for myself to to justify going to a festival as opposed to maybe staying here and working on music or, or doing something that's going to help my career. Mm. Um, even though I know that when I go to festivals, I get inspired and like you hear, change, Oh, that's all. Oh, I've got this idea. Like, you know, like, um, but yeah, I've just got this thing with festivals. I haven't been to a lot of festivals the last few years after running them just because of that. And um, I think I need to change that. Yeah. 2020 might be the year of the festival for me, I think. Ooh, I would say the same too, hey, because I yeah. haven't really been to a lot of festivals recently. Yeah. I used to go a lot, but, yeah, yeah, I skipped so many. Like, I had plans to go to Listen Out, skipped it, Festival X, skipped it. Yeah. Um, I was going to go to Bohemian Beat Freaks. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. That would have been fucking awesome, but yeah. I was like, mm, whatever. I went to Salado instead, though. Salado was... Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. How was that? It was really, really good. Yeah. They were chopped, though. Like, by the end of the set, they were just... <laughs> just like, fucked. They, yeah, they came from the Sunshine Coast because they played up there and drove Early down up. to the family. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it was really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's good as. Yeah. yeah, touring life. Like, two gigs in one night, different oh, cities, like, yeah. driving and stuff. Ugh. Must not sleep a lot, hey. Ugh. You don't see that stuff either, though. You know, you don't see the no sleeping. Um, <laughs> yeah. It sucks. Sleeping is a kind of a rare thing in this industry. I yeah, guess. it can be. Yeah. You just got to get it all during the week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend sleep? What is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. That's what, like, Noi was talking about. Like, you've got to mm. be used to not... Yeah, I did listen not, to um, Not sleeping because... Or, or at least being able to sleep flexibly, like, whenever... Yeah. Like, I'm, I used to be real bad at just being able to pass out anywhere, getting better. <laughs> <laughs> I fall asleep like a rock. So yeah. <laughs> well, one time, this was a few years ago, I went to the gym and then I was like, oh, I'm a bit tired afterwards. And because I rode there and I was like, oh, I'll just lay down on this bench, like in this little park outside. <laughs> oh, no. I woke up two and a half hours later <laughs> with my butt. No one stole anything off Yeah, me, I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, I was lucky, but I just had like a little little nap there <laughs> for two hours oh wow um but yeah i was i was quite lucky no one stole anything yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah next year festivals yeah i think that could be could be the vibe um there's been i think we're starting to see some more festivals come through now you know newer oh, ones for sure. like um you know wildlands festival x um obviously like fomo and listen out are still going strong mm. and then the dwarfs yeah. The dwarfs are getting massive. I imagine that if you're into that minimal techno sound, you should really be applying for dwarfs and stuff. Oh, uh, look, if I end up, like, being a dwarf head next year, you know why. They yeah, play yeah. amazing music there. Because have- there's always, like, a techno <laughs> stage or, yeah. or night or whatever, um, you know, and then there's side trance as well for you. Yeah. You, can, you can go out and, and get your boogie on. Yeah. <laughs> side <not>. trance. <laughs> You know, I wish the Met had a Psytrance room. I've talked about this with my mate a lot. I feel like Psytrance is too hard for a whole room, though. Don't you reckon? I'm oh, sure there are people whole room, who, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, like, if they had, like, Psytrance nights, I feel like that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, You'd get some interesting. But I feel like the other thing is, this is the thing about people don't realise about clubs, is that you've got to realise that the club has to make money too. Yes, yes. So if you hold a Psytrance night... I don't think you're going to sell a lot of alcohol. Yeah. That's just yeah. my... No, uh, 
Um, no. No, you're right, Chief. Like, no, no, no one's going to be at the bar. No hate towards anyone, but I reckon there's going to be, like, you know, a lot of ketamine and pills and that Wait, kind of shit getting around. As what a, is that? Drugs? <laughs> yeah. I've heard of that. Drugs. There's going to be a lot of drugs getting around as opposed to people buying alcohol at the bar. Yeah. Which is, at the end of the day, clubs need to make money. Yes. They're not like festivals where they just basically make their money off the ticket. Yes, know? exactly. It's, it's different. Um, people got to realise that. So buy drinks. If yeah. you go out, buy at least one drink, two drinks. <laughs> Support your local venues yeah. and your alcohol addiction by buying drinks at the venue. Yeah. Well, just going out isn't supporting it, really. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's not me. really. You gotta you gotta buy you gotta buy some drinks in there at some stage. Yeah. Are you much of a partier when you before you started playing or anything? Just to go out and get on the piss and get up to mischief or what? I was probably one of the worst sixteen to eighteen year olds. Sixteen to eighteen. So before oh, you were wait, actually sorry, allowed to go illegal. out. Sorry, that's illegal. I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, she's allegedly the. Allegedly, did you hear that? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I could have been a pretty hardcore team. I'm going to tell you a story. So yeah. when I was, how old was I? 17? No. Yeah. I think I was still 16 at the time. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, my whole family went away on holiday. My brother, my mom, and my dad. And I decided it would be a great idea to host a party. And I had rules, but no one followed them. <laughs> And because of that, the cops came to my house twice. Yeah. I somehow didn't have the party shut down. I had about 60 to 70 people in my house, in the backyard, inside. So much shit was going on. There was two people outside the front of my house fucking in a car. Yeah. One of my mates walked across the road and took a shit on my neighbour's front yard. I had literally... <laughs> all sorts of alcohol and like just stuff lying around and stuff. you know <laughs> it was, you know luckily party paraphernalia <laughs> some uh disco biscuits no i'm kidding we weren't that hardcore yeah, yeah but uh yeah i um had the cops come and like i just remember like there was this bong sitting on this table yeah. but there was this big like pull down blind or like it was yeah I don't know how you describe it but you can't see through that blind and like the cops were on the other side of it and I'm like I lied to the cops I told them I had a different name and that this was my (laughs) house that I was renting with like five other people even though I was 16 um they didn't ask for ID or anything no gave them the wrong phone number I never got bothered again you whoever those cops were were either doing you a massive solid or they were just the shittest cops ever (laughs) (laughs) you know what I would like to think they were doing me a favour. Yeah, but, you yeah, know, yeah. My neighbours didn't because my neighbours told my parents as soon as I, they got home. And, hey, uh, uh, you know, yeah, you know, you know there was a party here last night? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there was. Yeah, we just, like, I had the whole week to myself and I had mates stay over every night and we just, you know, we'll get fucked up and listen to tunes. Like, I even, I got the noise complaint because I brought my dad's subwoofer system outside. Like, you know, think of like... a bad idea, yeah. Such a bad idea. But, you know, I felt like doing it, I was impulsive and really stubborn. And I took it outside and I played, like, doofy techno in Melbourne Middle and everyone was like, oh, my God, like, what is this shit? Like, this is so dope. And it was blasting and, like... Was this in Brisbane or Melbourne? 
Oh, in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, um, yeah I just uh, did that the whole week. And then I tried, I, cl- I spent the whole day or two before my parents came back cleaning the whole cleaning house. Cleaning the whole and, place. You know, I really thought, I'm going to put everything back the way it was. <laughs> you did you take photos and stuff beforehand? No, I didn't because I'm a freaking idiot. Yeah. And um, yeah, I came back and I just remember my mom being like, who slept in my bed? Um, <laughs> and I was like. Straight up, mum was all over. Who slept in my bed? My I folded the corner exactly like this. Yeah. And it's not like that anymore. Asian parents, they are the, cl- like, they are clean freaks. They That's know why you everything. take photos. I know. <laughs> For next time. For next, next time, time. yeah. You know, uh, I'll yeah. take note of that. But I remember telling her, um, it's the dumbest excuse ever, but I said, Oh, I just like felt like sleeping in it, and I <laughs> there were like I had lots of people stay over and crash, yeah. and every bed was slept in. There were like multiple toothbrushes <laughs> in one bathroom, and like shit was moved around. Like it was just weirdly like clean but messy at the same time. And my dad was like, you know, I feel like you're lying to me, but. I'm going to give you a few days to own up to this. Otherwise, you're in bigger trouble. And I was like, I'm just going to keep lying. Did that work? Did you keep lying? Or? Fuck no. No, the you neighbors, get Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I think they knew the whole time, but they were just trying to see if I'd admit it or not. Yeah. And I didn't. And then <laughs> my dad, I re- I've never seen him do this before, but he burst into tears and he was like, you know, how could you do this? Like, I pay for this fucking property. I have a mortgage <laughs> on this house and you just ruin it. And I was like. Oh my god so <laughs> that's crying that's not good <laughs> no like my i love my dad and my dad's a very strong yeah. man and like he's i've just never seen him cry like that i'm like shit this is my fault and um yeah yeah this was uh towards the end of my year 12 and um my parents banned me from going to schoolies i stayed yeah. home the whole week Ugh. i wasn't allowed to go out they took my car keys off me and they just really locked down on me they said yeah. you can't do shit yeah and yeah, for, like, the next two years after that, like even when I was in Melbourne, I was just crazy, like, yeah. going out all the time, not being responsible, and just, like, I really lost myself in, like, the scene, like, just... The party. The party scene. Like, yeah. I just felt... Easy to do. Very easy to and do. And it's such a temptation when you're, like, DJing and part of the scene. Yeah, I guess... It, yeah, I've definitely had my moments where I've taken it a bit too far, and, like... Yeah. But I know like how far I have taken it before. And like yeah. I've I've hit a wall, a few of them. And like now I feel at this point like I'm very much in control in regards to limits. Like I yeah. I know a lot of people in this industry love to have a big sesh and like go for days and like yeah. do all this shit. I like physically can't do it anymore because I yeah, did yeah. it when I was younger. Yeah. Like I just I'm so chill with just And what like, you're like twenty now? I've got Mate, so many more years. You don't even know. Like, I don't tell everyone how old I am these fuck. days. But lots of people yeah. know how old I am, but I don't go out and tell everyone. And you've got a lot more years left to I know. to quieten down. Hey, though. I mean, there's no there's no prohibition going on. I'm still yeah, like, I still yeah. love a party, but fuck, maybe not for a while. Maybe yeah, just, yeah, have a little break. Just have a break. Have just a chill break, out yeah. for a bit, because yeah, man. So, do your parents still live in Brisbane? Uh, yeah, so my dad has been working overseas yeah. for like half my life and he just comes back and forth and yeah. my mum lives at home, so. And yeah. they, uh, they going on holidays anytime soon? We can, uh, 
Oof. Another party at uh, <laughs> Yanni's place. Yes. Australia Day. Let's book them a trip away. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> book mean, them a trip away. I know. I mean, I'm going to have to pay for that trip. Like, oh, hey, do you imagine? Yeah. Do you want to go on holiday? Yeah. Why, Yanni? Yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's your Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> I've bought you yeah, a weekend so away. Nice. Coincidentally, on Australia Day. <laughs> yeah. Patriotism, man. Go celebrate it in Bali or go to, I don't know, the Bali's cheap. Let's take yeah, Bali. Yeah, get, yeah. Get to Bali, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll let everyone know. We'll put it out on all the socials for uh, Yanni's house party that she's going to throw oh, again. Yeah. Facebook event coming soon. Yeah. Paid entry, yes or no? Paid entry. Oh, I don't know. I reckon that it depends what you're providing. Ooh. Yeah. Is I'm it gonna generous. be generous? I'm really generous. <laughs> paid entry. It's paid entry, it's guys. Paid entry, guys. It's gonna be at least a tenner to get yeah. in. Yeah. And that's um, that's a that's a pretty good price. That's a great price. What for, I can for what you're gonna for what you're gonna provide <laughs> and what you guys will get. That's a oh, great yeah. price. Yeah. Um so yeah, cool. Um <laughs> are you playing anywhere else? These days, or because obviously at the Met you have played at GPO. Is there anywhere you're playing or you want to play or you're in um, talks with or anything? At the moment, I'm just situating at the Met, so I'm just you know. I mean, it's a good place to oh, be fucking... situated. Man, I love the Met. Like, yeah. it's such a good place to be DJing. Yeah, and I definitely am comfortable with just being there. But I would really like to play a gig at Sub Rosa. Yeah, so I just you know play. Bit of techno, bit of tech house, stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, because I really love the underground stuff, and I'd love to play at Proe. I think yeah. that would be a really cool gig. Yeah, it's but, fun there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it so is. So fun hey. there. <laughs> yeah. I love. I, I fucking love it. Um, yeah, I but bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, really, like all the housey, techno-y sort of clubs. I fucking love know? it. Yeah. Yeah, like we had Will Clark the other week, and he's almost playing. He's almost his music's almost techno. Yeah, like there's hardly any claps or anything. It's just all like Deep. kick and hi hat, yeah. kick hi hat and big bass line. That's basically. Mm. It. But like the bass lines are like two bar bass lines. They're not like you know techno is very like two beats. Yeah. Or like the bass line just repeats. Whereas yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it's like house bass lines with techno drums. It's it's interesting. So mm. now I want to go out. Wait, what's the day today? It's Monday. Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wait. on. No Monday gigs, unfortunately. It's not. It's not Melbourne. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've gotten used to it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's it like Melbourne. You know, I was talking to Talina, who's just moved out. It's like you and Talina did a swap. Yeah, like, I guess you're in so. Melbourne. <laughs> You've done the reverse, Talina, and she's done the reverse, Yanni. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. Change. Yeah. Well, I hope she's having fun down there because fuck, it's such a yeah. good place to be. Yeah, well, she's she's killing it. At, like. Yeah. So many, I don't even know all the places she's playing at, but yeah, she's at Revolver Heaps. So yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's um, definitely on my bucket list. I think that'd be yeah. really cool. It's like Anything else the- on the what else is on the bucket list? Clubs to play, Ooh, Melbourne um, ones or, or anywhere. <laughs> um, I guess you know I haven't been to Sydney like in a clubbing scene though. Yeah. Like I haven't explored it i don't think i really want to i was actually there pretty recently and i thought oh should i go to chinese laundry didn't end up going but yeah definitely like i think melbourne has a lot of good clubs i want to play at you know it's like one of those guilty pleasure things but i really just want to play one set at like a melbourne bounce club yeah just one set like i don't really want anything to do with like bounce and minimal yeah. like my your shot set was like paying homage to that time in my life yeah. like oh here's a melbourne minimal set it's pretty good. I like it. 
but you know it's not what I want to play it's definitely yeah, not like yeah. my genre but I'd love to just like show up to one of the clubs there like Tramp or even yeah. Cloud Cloud's disgusting have you heard of it I've, yeah, I've definitely heard of Tramp and Cloud. Oh, I've been yeah. to Cloud a few times. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like, yeah, play a bit of underground. They've got a good basement there. Like, this oh, the sound system is nuts. Like, yeah. I think it's better than Coco. Yes. Yeah. Like, the bass line is just like, just attacking. Bulk bass. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. That's what you want. Like, I mean, dance music needs bass. Yeah. I mean, there's no bass. Yeah. It doesn't make sense most of the time. It's bland. Yeah. Like, you need it. Especially with house and tech stuff. Yeah. There's no bass. It just sounds like drums. <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> yeah, It's much. like drums, you know? Like, and it's like, what is, is this just drums? It's like, no, there's all this bass line stuff going on <laughs> that's real cool. Yeah, no, my, yeah. my favourite thing about, like, being in a club is feeling the bass. Like, yeah. feeling the music. Everything, like, under 100. Yeah. 80 hertz and down. Yeah. yeah. Just actually feel it. Yeah. Feel the doof, movement in doof, your, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has it hit yet? I'm kidding. <laughs> So what, so what do we got coming up? Have you got any big gigs at the Met coming up soon or, um, or anything? Or are you playing there anytime soon for any gigs? Well, we've got a quiet couple months ahead. So yeah, I'm, it's that some, yeah, just yeah, like, after Christmas, everyone's sort of pretty quiet for a bit. Yeah, like Coco's closed for most of the month. And um, yeah. yeah, we've got a few events on. I've got um, one gig. It's a closing set on the 18th of Jan for... Yeah. I, I'm really surprised... This is happening. I'm not really sure how they're going to market it or what she's going to play, but um, this techno slash trance DJ from Melbourne called Laura King yeah. is um, playing main stage. Coco's closed, so I'm like, ooh, is this like a techno night in the main room? Like, I don't know what's happening yeah. with it, but that's... So you playing at that? Yeah, yeah. Are you on... I'm closing. Closing, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know... Yeah, closes is so fun. They like, oh, there's because, so much freedom to it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you do what you want. It's yeah. Because like, I, I think the other... I almost think that the other sets are way harder. Yeah. You, you know, like the open, careful. the warm-up, mm. and, and main, like they're, they're actually way harder. The the closing, you can just sort of be free and yeah. play whatever. Yeah. Yeah, love a good yeah. close. Um, I work at X Cargo as a bartender. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, listening to what the DJs play towards the end of the night, of the night is pretty funny. Like yeah. on uh, Saturday this weekend, um. The uh, was, pause, was pause there on Saturday? Was that? Yes, I did attend that. How was that? Oh, uh, God, was, awesome. I thought that was in. I thought that was like January third or something. So I was oh, thinking. Oh, that's Michael Beebe, John. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so I was like, oh, January third, and then I saw it coming. I went, what? It's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got shit on. I can't no. go. Oh, yeah. you missed out, man. It was yeah. so good. Um. So yeah, I I partied there during the day and then yeah. worked at like what time was it? Seven. And then yeah. actually I set up TBC that night too, ran to TBC, came back, worked. And yeah, uh, yeah back to the DJ. Um, he played, like, X Cargo is not the place for, like, bangers. We play tech and we play, um, like, throwbacks, R&B. Yeah. And, like, towards the end of this set, he's playing, like, Mackie G tour. And, like, he ended with this, like, 150 BPM side trance song. And I'm behind the bar, like... Oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> wow, that's yes, cool. Yes, the side trance rooms here. Yeah, yeah. Excalibur, what? Do I work yeah. them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's sick. Um, so back to closing and, like, yeah. the freedom you have with sets, I think, like, just being able to keep a cooked crowd happy yeah. by, like, being um, flexible with the intensity and just, like, yeah. having that choice is awesome. Yeah. So. To so being able to, yeah, 
to being able to go that hard because in the early sets you can't go that hard if you want to like you know oh fuck no you can't yeah smash it yeah, yeah. unless you're unless you're doing some event that's like hectic the whole night oh yeah but even know? then like for like a dubstep night for example yeah. like if you're playing heavy dub for the open like yeah. you're gonna ruin the sequence for like yeah everybody else like yeah. you've got to lead up to the headliner there was actually this tweet that went around did you see it about I think so. was yeah. it the carnage one yes how yeah. it said, you know, so much controversy and people have been like i feel like the people mm-hmm. who comment and say that you should just play whatever aren't actually working djs or people in the industry they're just no. people who are like oh no you can do this like whatever like yeah you know so uh yeah there's definitely an art to the warm-up or the open yeah. like slots like they're way more important than the close yeah because oh, sure. by the time the close is there it's like fucking just play whatever everyone's smashed yeah exactly they're gonna buy a few more drinks just keep them around for a bit like yeah. you know it's it's pretty easy so yeah definitely all right, cool. So we can we can see you play in January, January on the 18th, yeah. um, the close. And obviously next year is going to be a big year for production Yes, for you. It better be. Yeah. At least learning. Um, so how do we find you on socials? What What's the best places or ways to find you? Um, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram primarily. I actually just made a Facebook page. I kind of put it off forever. Yeah. Like, I got bullied by a few of my friends, like, hey, why don't you have a Facebook page yeah. yet? Like, didn't you learn anything in your shot? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I just, like, don't fuck with Facebook too heavily. But I was Noi, like, teach him about social media. He did, but I just said, mm, I'll just yeah. stick my Instagram. But, yeah, yeah I, um, I'm Father Yonzo. I'm very Father <laughs> Yonzo. I love it. Oh, so, yeah. how do you, like, F-A-T-H-E-R-Y-A-N-Z-O. Correct. So, Yonzo's Y-A-N-Z-O. Yes. That's, yeah. yeah, at Father Yonzo. On both. Yeah. Why did you do the Father Yonzo? Was that just a bit of a laugh? I don't know. I just wanted to assert some dominance. <laughs> just In so, a polite way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Just so, so if there's any submissive blokes out there, hit up Yonzo. She'll be uh, keen to be your daddy. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, awesome. Well, um, yeah, get around um, hopefully some new productions next year and all the mixes and go out and see. Yanni, play some gigs. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers. There you go, guys. Great episode. Thank you to Yanni for coming on. Um, Like I said, it was great to hear about someone who's sort of just fresh in the scene um, and their take on things uh, and interesting to see sort of what she's looking forward to doing in the future. Um, So thanks, Yanni, for coming on the show. Uh, Make sure you're following Yanni on all her socials. Um, So it's Yanzo, which... On Instagram, it's Father Yanzo, um, which we talk about in this episode. Um, that's pretty much how you'll find her in most places. Um, check out her Instagram. Check out her, um, you know, on Facebook and everything. But just check her out. Um, see her on one of her gigs. It's uh, Yanzo, so make sure you look out for her. She plays at the Met. Um, so hopefully you'll see her soon and get around all her socials. Make sure you're following me on all platforms. It's at BoyKingKoi on everything. Like I said, super easy to find. Um, I'm always posting sort of stuff about the podcast, uh, motivational stuff for all you producers out there, um, stuff about my music and everything that's going on. Um, pretty busy these days. And so if you want to see what I'm up to and what I'm doing day to day, make sure you check out the Instagram, which is Boy King Koi. 
you want to know any more about the podcast, you can now just go to the website. So it's just www.abeerwith.com. You can go there. It's got a little bit about the podcast, how it started, a bit about me, links to all of my stuff, links to all the places you can listen to the podcast. If you do want to donate, you're more than welcome to, but it is absolutely free for you guys. Um, But anything you do donate will definitely go back straight into the podcast. Make sure you guys get out there, rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on. If it's you know, if it's Apple, if it's I don't think you can rate on Spotify, but if it's Apple, if it's Google or any of those other platforms, if they have a rating and review section, please go on and rate and review the podcast because it helps me to have other people see the podcast. So make sure you get onto that if you can. All right, guys, um, I actually lost one of my podcasts that I had recorded when my Mac got fixed, um, which I'm absolutely devo about because that was with my mate Northy. Well, his name's Aaron, used to be Northy, um, and it was a really great podcast that went for well over two and a half hours, um, and unfortunately we lost it. So I'm pretty devo about that, uh, and I will have to wait for him to come back up from Sydney or for me to go down there. Um, So fingers crossed we can make that happen sometime this year. All right, guys, that's it for this one. Uh, Next week, got another super cool one coming. We should be back to guests uh, now for most of the episodes, Um, just a few things. I wanted a break over the, uh, you know, New Year period. So uh, next week, we're back to guests again. And, yeah, hopefully we'll have an awesome 2020. Look out for video content coming pretty soon too for the podcast. All right, guys, hope you're having a great day or night wherever you are, and I'll see you guys soon for the next episode.